good day everyone and welcome to Indie Mixtape. I am one of your hosts, Ty, and joining me today we have a lovely guest, one Hana Kim. Hello Hana, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm vibing, you know. We're in July and it's hot. It's uh, historically hot, I think. Uh, the coldest summer of the rest of our lives. So to cool down, uh, we're going to talk about taking a nice long walk. And by that, I mean we're going to talk about where the water tastes like wine, which is a walking... I mean, it is a walking sim. You are a skeleton who walks. Yeah, you're just a skelly boy walking around, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, you are a skeleton in a hat, and you walk. It's from Dimbulb Studios, and it has like writing from a bunch of like people in the games industry like Keita Jackson and Austin Walker and it's basically you are this like kind of no face no name character who gets tricked by the devil who is a wolf voiced by Sting into like selling your soul to him basically and then you have to like walk around the United States during like various time periods it's kind of strange um, and you like collect stories from like where you go and then you tell them to other people you meet. And as you do that and you travel around, the stories kind of grow and take on lives of their own and become exaggerated and different. So it's kind of like like a trading card game, but with stories a little bit. Um, and it fucking owns. Yeah, it's it's fucking incredible the way that they weave the tarot like into the aesthetic of the game. And not only that, but like into like the categories that you tell the stories with and the way that those stories evolve and like change just based on like where they're from, like where the new person that's telling it is from and like how they've heard it. Maybe it's just so interesting and so like real in a way that I haven't felt in a long time. Yeah. It definitely captures the way that like story oral story storytelling actually works in terms of like how it changes and evolves. It's also cool. Cause it's like very surreal and like, Some of the stories are, like, supernatural or scary, and, like, the time periods are kind of wibbly. Like, sometimes you're in the Great Depression, and, like, sometimes you're in the 70s, and, like... Yeah, it's almost like it's deliberately being anachronistic. They're, like, trying to make it weird. It's, like, magical realism. Yeah. And it's cool. Also, there's a thing where if you whistle, you can make the skeleton walk faster, which is very funny. It took me so long to figure out the whistling, but once I figured it out, it's all I've done. (laughs) Yeah, you just do a fucking little tune, and then it makes you walk faster. Um, And there's also things, too, with the skeleton. Because the skeleton weirdly, like, gets hungry, and I think also needs to sleep, maybe, or something. It has, like, some physical needs that you do have to meet. Um, And so then you kind of have to do, like, a little bit of resource management and, like, figuring out, like, okay, do I have enough money to, like, get on a train or can I sneak on a train or am I going to get the shit kicked out of me? Like, that kind of stuff, Um, which just, like, adds to the overall vibe of you taking this, like, weird road trip across the United States, except it's walking. (laughs) I guess it's a hike. Yeah, I I guess it is kind of just a hike across the United States. But, like, I mean, you get to hitchhike, you get to take trains, I guess. Sometimes you take a boat. Sometimes you do take a boat. It's nice. It, it, that's how I feel about the game is overall it's very nice. I, the the writing is obviously like, it, I think it's very good. I think that all the individual stories with like the campers that you meet and keep meeting throughout your journey are very interesting in the way that they 
themselves evolve along with the stories that you're telling them is a really interesting way of presenting that. And then the way that they're written by like individual people, like each person has their own author and stuff, I think is so interesting. Like just as like a narrative device. It's like um it's like a exquisite corpse kind of thing where like everyone is just trying trading off, but also not really at the same time. Because they're doing their own stories, it's all just part of one piece of art. I don't know. It's so good. <laughs> and the soundtrack is incredible. All I want to do is listen to it for the rest of my life. Yeah, if you like fucking folk renditions of shit, oh boy. It's also interesting because a lot of the characters are like from a very distinct time period. Like, there's a guy who's like from the Depression. There's a guy who is like from... Vietnam, maybe? I think. I can't remember. There's, like, there's like a lady who was around during the, like, migrant worker strikes with, like, Cesar Chavez. There's, like, a hippie free love lady. So, yeah, there's, like, all kinds of different perspectives because you're literally going, like, all over the place. And, yeah, it's, just, it's pretty fucking sick. I was really worried about it, especially with, like, them name-dropping Manifest Destiny and, like, the marketing for it and stuff like that. But I think they do a really good job of showing... That it's not the cause of people thriving or anything in this game. And, like, it's not even, like, really a big part of it. Because, like we've talked about, it's, like, a bunch of different kind of time periods that are all wrapped up in one. But it's a way of showing that people are, like, surviving in spite of it in a way, almost. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, like, showing that, like, Manifest Destiny is a thing. But, like, that does not mean it was a good thing. And that, like, a lot of these people are, like, the fallout of our history. Yeah, it's the stories that don't get told in the big story. And that it's really nice. <laughs> it's just a nice game. The aesthetic is really pleasant. I really like the music. It it's the voice acting is also very good. Mhm. And has some surprising like names like Sting for some reason. Yeah, I don't I still have no idea how that happened, but yeah, Sting is the wolf devil in this game. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe he just wanted to do it. Like, that that's probably what it was, but... Yeah, I guess. I mean, hell yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good game. Um, do you have any other, like, closing thoughts on it before we continue? Not really. I haven't, like, super finished it yet. I'm getting pretty close, but I did just start playing it a couple days ago. Like, Friday or Saturday. But it is very good. I really, I really am enjoying it. Yeah, I think it whips ass. And it's also on Switch now. It is. I started playing it on Switch. I was playing it on Game Pass, and then I was like, well, I should buy it because it left Game Pass. And then I bought it on Switch, so I also restarted the game. <laughs> I think it chugs a little bit on Switch sometimes, but like it's mostly fine. And then you can be a walking skeleton on the go. Which I think is perfect for like the theme of the game, really. Yeah, I definitely agree. Hana... You are the guest. So what is the first game that you have brought to this table today? I have been playing a lot of Ollie Ollie World again lately, <laughs> which feels weird because like I started playing it for work when it came out and then I kind of just like stopped. But I picked it up again without the context of work and I'm having a very good time with it. Yeah, it's a very fun game. Um, where are you playing it? Um, I have it on PC. I have it on PS4 or, well, whatever, PS5 and uh, Switch. Uh, It makes my hands hurt on the Switch, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's definitely like a, I can only play it for like 30 minutes or an hour game without my hands cramping up. 
sits in that game, in that category with like Hades and stuff like that, which is also a game that I love but cannot play for a long time. Um, but it's very fun. It's just a, it's a, it's a real vibe just to side scroll through, not really have to focus that much if you don't want to, but then like if you really do want to, you can. It's a great game to just do either of those, I feel like. Yeah, there's definitely like when you get into the like flow state of it and you're just like vibing through, it feels good. <laughs> it is a very I I feel like it's hard to make a skateboarding game that feels good. I mean, we've definitely all played skateboarding games that didn't feel great. I don't want to like name drop any cuz I feel bad, but it's really nice when a skateboarding game like flows and like makes sense intuitively in a way. I did like some of the previews for it and the developers were like talking about their design philosophy and like the old Ollie Ollie world or the older Ollie Ollie games are like all about hitting that like flow state and getting into like the vibe of the tricks and all of that. But it's like pretty difficult. And so their thing for this game was like specifically still trying to have it be like, oh, it's a game where you like you have a high skill ceiling and like all this stuff and the tricks are still flowing. But it's also like more approachable and like it has a lower like barrier to entry. And I think they did a really, really good job with that. Yeah. And I like the character designs a lot. I like that they're all just kind of weird, funky little guys. Yeah. They truly understand what the people want, which is just fucking weird little friends and also giant bees. (laughs) And Danny Trejo. Oh yeah. I forgot that Danny Trejo is in it, but he, that man is just out here doing whatever he wants. He really do be out here. (laughs) Every time I don't expect to see him, he just shows up. Truly. He's everywhere. Also, Machete is canonically the Spy Kids uncle. Yeah. That is the truth. Those are That is a shared universe. Anyway, are you good for Ollie Ollie World, Hana? Yeah. Um, I don't have like any deep thoughts on it. It's just like kind of the only other game I've been playing that's an actual indie game. I don't know if I don't think Stray counts anymore. <laughs> I don't think Stray arguably ever counted. Not to get on a soapbox, but like when you have PlayStation being like, look at our cat game. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's technically like, I guess like a double A or whatever. Yeah. But like, mm, it's people, I've seen people calling it an indie game. I'm like, is it? It's not. I mean, like indie is such a mushy word anyway, but like, no, it's fucking not. Anyway, so then... Would you like to hear about some games? Yeah, of course. Rad. So the first one that I've got for you is called Milky Way Prince, The Vampire Star. It's a visual novel that's been out for a while on PC, but it just recently came out on Switch. And I actually saw the like news of that when I was working at my gay job. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went and got it because my Switch is becoming a visual novel machine and I love it. And it's basically this like... I, I guess they're dudes. I don't remember if they say their pronouns or not, but it's these two guys who one of them is like obsessed with this fairy tale about the Milky Way Prince, who's like this perfect boy, basically, who will like come and make everything good. And then one night when he's like watching the, the sky, a star like falls and he goes to find it and it's a fucking guy. And so then he becomes convinced that it's the Milky Way Prince And they start, like, hanging out, and they're kind of obsessed with each other and have, like, all this chemistry right off the bat. And so you follow their relationship and their story, and it kind of starts showing that they are not healthy for each other and, like, exploring kind of 
how people end up in abusive relationships and like what kind of people end up in that those relationships not in like a bad way but in a like kind of answering the like how how does this happen to people kind of thing i think it does a good job of showing that like the protagonist more or less like does have issues like he is obsessive and he is needy but so like it's easier for someone to you know like love bomb him and stuff but it's like pretty relatable and i think it just does a good job of showing both of them as like people and not necessarily excusing anything bad or like being blamed but just being like this is like what it looks like and also the art style is really fucking cool i mean i looked at the game and the art looks incredible but like i do love a game that lets people be messy you know like and doesn't like excuse it or like not even like blame them for it like you said but just like lets them exist in their messiness in a way so that sounds super interesting yeah it's good i haven't finished it yet because it's like kind of tough subject matter to just like sit through a lot of it in a long time yeah but it's really good and i think at least like from my own experiences i think it does a good job of like kind of showing what that kind of relationship can look like and like how you can find yourself there well it sounds super interesting i'm like literally looking at downloading it right now (laughs) would you like to hear about another game yeah uh, there's just a show. Do you want to hear about a game? Um, the next one that I have for That's you. That's the new game. That's the new show. Do you want to hear about a game? So the next one I've got for you is called Bit Orchard Animal Valley. And it's another one that's been out on Steam for a while. And maybe Itch? I don't remember. But that just recently came out on Nintendo Switch. Uh, if you can sense a theme. And it's basically like a very pared down farming simulator. You're like... A character who buys this like rundown apple orchard and your whole thing you're like trying to start your valley it essentially except you bought it instead of inheriting it and so you have to like you know buy some seeds and plant some apple trees and weed and like water your stuff and try to build sprinklers and you're trying you know you have your little goals that are just like oh like sell 20 apples plant 20 seeds And as you do that, you gain more progress. But it's just, like, a very low-key, like, bare-bones farming sim, which is kind of nice. And it definitely has, like, Game Boy vibes. Um, So it's nice to just, like, kind of fuck around with for short periods of time. I'm trying... There's a rabbit in my orchard right now that I'm supposed to be making friends with, and I can't figure out how to do it. (laughs) This looks super cute. I also looked this up, and it's also only, like, $2 on Switch. Mm Mm-hmm. I, like, used my eShop points to buy it because I was like, I definitely have, like, $2 in eShop points. I think I have, like, $7, so I might actually get this. Yeah, it's just, like, cute and chill. It's cute. And, yeah, it's it seems like a nice little low-stakes game. Yeah, it's definitely not as in-depth as something like Stardew, but it's just, like, if you just, like, want to do a little bit of farming, like, yeah. Just need to hang out for a couple seconds. You don't want to, like, commit time to, like, Stardew Valley or something. Yeah, it also, like, does, it does have a day and night cycle, but it's nice because it doesn't, like, fuck you over if you pass out. It just, like, starts the next day. That is nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very just, like, chill and easy for the most part, except the rabbit thing. I haven't figured that out. I have one final game for you, which is a new one that has just come out recently, and it's another visual novel, and it is called Mothman 1966. Hell Yes. This is the targeted advertisement that I needed. 
<laughs> so I did a preview of this game. I don't even know. I think this year? Recently. Sometime. But basically, it's um, it's the first of what the developers are calling pixel pulps, where they're doing like these interactive fiction visual novels that are like all done in this like really moody pixel art. And then it's all these kind of like pulp novel style things about like cryptids and like horror stuff. Um, so this is the first one. And it's about these two 1966 teenagers shocker they're driving in the dark (laughs) and weird stuff starts happening to them and you have to kind of like survive through these first few encounters with like wild coyotes and stuff and then you end up meeting this doctor who is looking into uh the mothman and it kind of becomes this story of like trying to figure out you know the mothman situation but also like the guy in the couple is like getting kind of more and more into the research and kind of losing himself and so it's like oh what's gonna happen with this fucking dude and with like being all obsessed with finding this animal man who may not even be real and it's just it's cool if you like ooky spooky like eerie stuff that's like kind of campy and interesting and that kind of thing then yeah it's it's a good-ass time. I mean, even just the pixel art is, like, very impressive. Yeah, it's really nice. All right, I'm adding this one to my cart, too. <laughs> You're three for three. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> just going to send Indie Devs this podcast and be like, I can sell your game. Look at me. I did it. <laughs> well, you did great. I, these are all very interesting games, honestly. And, like... I need shorter games. I want shorter games with worse graphics that are made by people who are paid more to work less, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I feel like every game I've been playing lately is like some 60 hour, like you have to spend all of your time focusing on this. And I would love a game where I can just sit and play for a couple hours and then forget about it or remember it forever and never have to play it again. Yeah. It's just some, I don't know. (laughs) I'm getting very tired lately, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's only so much, so much time and attention. So it's nice to just have like little small chill things every now and again. Yeah. Although I would say Mothman is not, or Mothman is not, it's not a chill experience. It doesn't seem chill, but it's, it. No. Yeah. Also Milky Way Prince, not chill, but like smaller. I guess chill isn't the right word. I also have a very weird definition of what chill is and what comfort content is. <laughs> Bit Orchard is pretty chill. You're just growing apples. Like when I'm when I'm sad, I watch Evangelion. So like Oof. I think my comfort content is a little. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put that disclaimer up. Maybe Milky Way Prince will be chill for me. <laughs> you gotta you gotta put a disclaimer about that up top. And I Oof. I tend to I talk about it Oof. often. <laughs> Oof. Oof. I agree. It is my comfort content. I still agree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, Hala, where can people find you? Um, I am editing stuff at Upcomer. Uh, I am shitposting on Twitter at underscore Hana23. Uh, and then I'm at almost every other gaming site every once in a while complaining about some kind of game, I'm sure. <laughs> other than that, yeah, like I'm, I'm just kind of hanging out on the internet and doing my thing. Hell yeah. 
And you can find me on Twitter at Keeper. Indie Mixtape is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit. If you would like to hang out with us and our pals, you can join our Discord server. The link will be in the episode description. And if you would like to support Uppercut and get cool benefits like getting this podcast early, getting articles early, and other fun stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash uppercutcrit. And if you donate at the $7 or higher level, you will get your name read at the end, just like these folks here. So huge thank yous to Chris Lawrence, Pixel Turkey, Justin Drew, Third Avenue Anti-Capitalist, Katie Mayer, Matt Burr, Jordan Ramey, Dale, Chris Egerton, Jesse Vitelli, Adept7777, I think that might have been too many sevens, uh, Optional Objectives, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eliza Tantivy, Adrian Iraq-Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Jesse Peterson, O.A. Kayla, Jared Shu, Cam Koenig, Quentin Hoffman, and Mikey Phillips. And that's going to do it for us this time. We will see you again soon with more games. Goodbye. (laughs) 